Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful and amazing screenwriters, filmmakers, and creative souls. How are you today? I feel like I haven't been here forever, and I am so sorry. Life has just been so busy, and between the children and the master classes and all the classes that I teach and all the beautiful people that I get to support on their journeys as screenwriters and filmmakers, I haven't really been prioritizing the podcast, and I feel a little bit guilty about that. So please accept my apologies for not having been as regular as I would like to be and as I always was. I'm going to get back on it. So here I am. No more apologies. Let's just get into it. Today, I want to talk to you about the question of what is going on when it gets hard for us on our path as a screenwriter or a filmmaker. The hardness comes in many different forms. Sometimes the hardness comes when we're trying to write the screenplay and it's just not working and it doesn't seem very good. And we're like, oh, is this worth it anyway? The hardness comes when we're trying to pull a film together and we cannot get the money. And it's like, oh my gosh, maybe this film will never come together. A year goes by, two years go by, three years go by. We still haven't made the movie. One of my private clients recently said to me, Diane, I've been working on this screenplay for years and it's still not good enough. Maybe it is a sign to give up. Maybe it's just not the one. Does this sound familiar? And I think all of us will ask ourselves these kinds of questions at times. It gets hard and we start to think, well, maybe if it's hard, this is a sign it's not for me. Maybe those other people who have the huge success at this, it's easy for them. It's meant to be. I think even as children, we're conditioned into this. The people with the natural gifts for certain things Other people should do them and the rest of us should give up because we'll never be as good as those people with the natural gifts. So quit playing soccer because you're never going to be that great and leave it to the ones who have got the natural talents at it, who make it easy. This applies for us on this journey too. We start to think that for other people, it's somehow easier. And if it's hard for us, it might be a sign that it's not meant to be that it is not for us. But I want to offer you today a completely, radically different way of thinking about this. And you might be quite shocked at what I'm going to say. (laughs) But I think the sign that you're getting, if it's hard, is that this path is 100% meant for you. I honestly believe if there is a calling in your heart to do something, if you're writing a screenplay because there's something in your heart tells you, you got to write this screenplay, you got to do this. Or you're trying to make a film because there's something inside you, deep inside, a little voice. It's like, do it, do it, make this movie, this movie, you got to make it. I honestly believe if those little nudges are coming from deep inside you, it's for a reason. And the reason is that your soul and all its infinite wisdom knows that this path is the path that is going to give you the greatest opportunity to grow and expand in this lifetime. Because what are you here for? What are you on this planet for? 
Are you here to have an easy life? Hmm. Or are you here to expand, to heal, to grow, to transform, to contribute? I know what I think it is. I don't think it's got anything to do with having an easy life. Something very interesting to me when I started to practice yoga many years ago, I was terrible at it. (laughs) If there's something called being good at yoga and there's something called being bad at yoga and being good at yoga means essentially you have a bendy body that can pop itself into lots of positions, I was terrible because I was not a flexible person. I had never been a flexible person. In fact, I was probably one of the stiffest people you ever did meet. So when I started to practice yoga, I was around 25 years old. I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't do anything. And it was all painful and all hard. And I remember I went to one yoga class just at the point that I was beginning to get really committed to it. And it was with a teacher called Richard Freeman. So I was practicing Ashtanga yoga. And I was terrible at it, absolutely terrible. Everything was hard. Everything was just like, oh, mega effort. But that's why I liked it in this weird way. Not because it was hard, not because it was mega effort, but because it forced me to surrender. It forced me to concentrate on my breathing. I was like, this is pure meditation because it's so hard. All I can do is focus on my breath. But one day I met my limit. I was in this class with this teacher called Richard Freeman, who was one of the leading teachers of Ashtanga yoga. And it was kind of just by chance that I was in this classroom. But here I was surrounded by all these uber yogis. <laughs> and about halfway through the class, I just wanted to leave because I was, it was so hard. It was so excruciating. Everything was hard. I was sweating, sweating, sweating. I was in pain. I was not enjoying it. And I was looking at all these people around me who were just making it look easy, who were not breaking a sweat. They're just gliding through these positions. And I did have this moment. I thought, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I'll never be as good as that. What is the point? Why don't I just leave? And I really nearly left the class. For some reason, I didn't. But I almost just packed up in the middle of it because I was just like, what am I wasting my time for? Like, I'll never be as good as those people anyway. So why am I doing this? Well, at the end of this class, Richard Freeman came up to me and he said, well done today. He said, you know something? The people who find this the hardest make the best yogis. Now, I walked out of that room and I thought, he was just saying that to try to make me feel good because he could see that I was beat up in that class. The people who find it hardest make the best yogis. It really wasn't until I became a yoga teacher myself a few years later that I understood the truth of the statement, like really understood it. Because as a teacher, I had the privilege of watching so many people in their practice And what I recognized was that the people for whom it was easy to pop themselves in the position, the people who were just naturally bendy, maybe they'd been a dancer, maybe a gymnast, maybe they were just born that way. They're just flexible and bendy. These people did not have to learn, nor did they get to enjoy the real gifts of yoga. And the real gifts, of course, are learning to breathe, learning to surrender, learning to let go. These people don't have to do that. They can just pop themselves into all the positions and they think they're doing yoga and they're not doing yoga because they're not breathing, they're not concentrating, they're not focusing, they're not releasing, they're not surrendering, they're not letting go of their ego. They are just popping themselves into positions like a contortionist. And that's not what yoga's about. There was another thing that came up for me in yoga, which was this idea that often we think our favorite positions are the ones that we can do really well. I can do this really well, so look at me. I'm so good. But the truth is, and it was another teacher who pointed this out, and I wish I could remember which teacher it was. I had so many different teachers over the years. The the positions that we should really love are the ones that challenge us because those are the ones that offer us 
the real chance of transformation and of healing and of growth. If we already know how to do a position well, what value does it offer us? What lessons does it give us? Not many. It's like, okay, I'm good at this. Great. Way to go. But the position that really challenges it forces you to dig deep into yourself, that forces you to have courage, patience, compassion for yourself. Whew, that position, that is a gift, a true gift. And so that should be your favorite position. You should be like, that position is the best because that's the position I get to grow in. That's the position that allows me the chance to really expand and learn and transform and heal. So I wonder if with our writing and our filmmaking, we could take a similar attitude. If we could recognize that the fact that it's hard actually means we are on the right path, that we are getting the opportunity to grow, to learn, to transform, to heal in the deepest levels. And that perhaps this is why we are drawn to this path. We're not drawn to the path for the results. It's never about the results. We think it is. I want to write a screenplay so lots of people will watch the movie and think I'm really great and they'll all be transformed by my film. They'll all be nicer people after they watch my movie or they'll be more scared or they'll be more entertained or whatever it is that you think you're going to give people through the movie. But it's always about the process. It's about the actual writing and what goes on in the writing. If we give up because it's hard, we're cheating ourselves out of the greatest lessons. There's things that are hard that have no purpose and they're horrible things. But there are things that are hard that will really help us become the best humans that we can be on this planet. I think, for instance, of when you go on a hike. Have you ever been on a hike up a mountain? Not like a doddle, not a walk, but a proper hike up a mountain that gets so hard. And there's a point on the mountain where you really do, you sit down for a moment and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to go on. I've had enough. I'm tired. My legs ache. My, sh- my feet hurt. I'm hot. I'm just everything. Or I'm freezing. <laughs> I'm, I've had enough. But something in you says, keep going, keep going. And when you reach the top of that mountain, oh my gosh, the feeling that you get, the sense of pride, the joy, the excitement at the view. Now imagine for a second that you had had the option to take a cable car or a ropeway up that mountain. You could have just hopped in the cabin. No sweat, no difficulty. Hopped out at the top. La, la, la. Made it. Here we are. Do you think that person enjoys the view as much as the person who did the hard hike? Truly, do you think they do? I don't. I really don't. I think when you've had to muscle your way through something, the rewards are so much greater. And I personally live for those rewards. I live for feeling proud of myself, for being the person who kept going when it got tough, for having resilience, for growing, for learning, for doing the uncomfortable thing. For me, that's a reward in itself beyond whatever else is achieved from it. So getting to the top of the mountain, how you get to the top of the mountain, perhaps it does matter. And perhaps if your journey is hard, you are being given the greatest blessing of all. Perhaps right now, you can actually even be grateful for it because I know when you get to the top of the mountain, 
the fact that it was hard but you stuck to it becomes the thing that you feel most happy about. Yeah, the view's great, but you're like, dang, I saw that out. I didn't give up. And it was hard. And you know that bit that was like this, that was like that? And you know what? I kept going. And I really wanted to sit down and give up, but I kept going. Have you ever seen that movie, The Dawn Wall? It's an incredible film about these two climbers who climb this rock face, this cliff face at, I want to say it's Yosemite National Park. I should know, because actually I know one of the climbers. He's married to a very dear friend of mine. And that climber, when he was climbing this wall, he got to one part where he, he just couldn't do it. He just could not do it. I mean, this thing, if you see this rock face, you're like, oh, it's absurd. It's insane that anyone would even think they could climb this rock face. But for day after day, this climber was trying to do the same part of the climb, and he could not do it. But eventually he did. And you know, if you watch that movie, the real power of that movie is that story. If it had just been easy, if they just... They, got, they decided they were going to climb the hill. They decided they're climbing this cliff face. I shouldn't call it a hill. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that, that is not a hill. That is definitely not a hill. It's a cliff face. It's just a solid sheet of rock. If they just decided to climb it and they just climbed it and it was easy. Where's the drama? Where's the growth? Where's the expansion? Where's the heroism? Where's the grit? Where's the courage? All the things that make the journey so special. If you've seen that film, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's the story of the film. That's the bit you're like, oh my gosh. The other story is the fact the other climber had missing part of one of his fingers. <laughs> That's part of the story too. So it's the overcoming of difficulties. And when you get to the top of the mountain, it's the fact that you overcame the difficulties that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I overcame that. So what I want to offer you today is this thought. If your path is hard right now, if it's hard Writing your screenplay is hard. Trying to sell it is hard. Trying to sell your movie is hard. Trying to get the money for your movie is hard. Any of these things. If you are finding part of this hard right now, what I would love for you to do today is just take a breath and be grateful for how hard it is. And recognize that the challenges are what is making this journey incredible. And instead of seeing them as something that would make you want to give up, See them as the greatest gift of the path that you have chosen. And be sure that actually you're experiencing them for a reason. Ask yourself about whatever it is that's really challenging you right now. What can I learn from this? How can I see this differently? What's really going on here? What is this about? Dig into it. Don't opt yourself into some place of powerlessness where it's just like, it's just too hard. Throwing your hands up, it's just too hard. Maybe it's not meant for me. Try instead to ask yourself, what is the lesson that this has for me? How can I see this differently? And journal on it and see what comes up. Recognize that the things that are your challenges are also your deepest opportunities for growth. Isn't that fun? I don't know about you. When I start to make that little shift in my brain from seeing something as, as an insurmountable problem that might be a terrible failing on my behalf, a deep character flaw, 
when I shift the perspective to see it as something that can be transformed, something that can be healed, something that can be grown, something can be developed and shifted, it suddenly becomes so exciting and so wonderful. And that is the gift of this journey. I am telling you right now, if you feel the deep calling to write screenplays, to make films, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. There are, what, 8 billion people on the planet? Most of them don't want to write screenplays or make films. And whatever it is that you want to do in your life, whatever your desires are, they're there for a reason. Your soul is gently guiding you in the direction of the things that will teach you the greatest lessons, that will allow you to grow, that will allow you to expand. Because the soul wants to expand. Your soul wants to expand. So let it expand. Don't back down. Do not back down. Commit to staying on the path, no matter what. No matter how hard it is, no matter how long it takes, commit. And with that commitment and with that gratitude for the path, even when it's hard, this is how you will get there. And oh my God, when you do, you're going to be so happy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be back talking to you in the podcast. I promise you, I will not be going away again soon. <laughs> Expect more weekly podcasts, weekly podcasts. And just in case you don't know, I do share these incredible free masterclasses every month in the Shoot from the Heart Society. If you want to join that, it's completely free. You can go to Facebook and look for the Shoot from the Heart Society and you can join it and it's free. And in there, you'll always get the information about the new masterclasses. Last month, we did a fantastic one about filmmaking. It was called The Secrets of Filmmaking Success. And I've actually left those lessons in that Facebook group. So if you're interested in The Secrets of Filmmaking Success, you can go into the, that Facebook group and you'll find them under guides and they are amazing. You're going to be so happy you check them out. If you want to make films at all, you're going to love them. This month, actually this week, so on February, February, <laughs> that was a great tongue slip, Thursday, Thursday, June 17th, we will be kicking off this month, so it's going to be a three-part series called Empowered, and it's going to be on the subject of personal power. I am so excited to do this one with you. If you want to join me, you can sign up at dianebell.com slash empowered. And I promise you, it's going to be incredible. Not just talking about the theory of power and what it is, but really giving you a chance to experience your personal power, your innate personal power. And I'm so excited to do this with you. I am utterly convinced that when we live from our power, when we embody our power, when we really, really activate it, this is when the magic happens in our lives. This is when we really can do and be and have everything that we want. But it's all up to us. We have to choose that. We have to choose to recognize our power and live from it every day with what that means. So if that sounds exciting to you, do sign up. It's dianebell.com slash empowered. And there's one last thing I want to tell you just before I go. I have started an amazing group for screenwriters. It's called the Screenwriter Pro Mastermind. And what this is, is a group for people who have written at least one screenplay who are on the path to selling their screenplays. And this is a group that's incredible, next level support. When you join the group, you get immediate access to a couple of courses that I created. One is called Sell Your Screenplay. This will guide you through the process of how to sell your screenplay, even if you don't have a manager or an agent. 
You also get access to the course Operation Greenlight, which is a fantastic course about how to get to Greenlight. So whether you want to make the film yourself or whether you want to sell it, you're going to learn how to get to Greenlight. And it's really deep into the energetics as well as the practical. So you're really going to learn some next level things about how to embody your higher self, how to trust your intuitions, all the things that a lot of people wouldn't talk about or tell you when you're trying to get to green light, but that I think are actually the most important things. But you also get practical tools in there. So there's those two amazing courses that you get access to, but you also get access to our group. And basically what it is, it's a monthly membership. So each month I share I do two Zoom calls with the people in the group, and that's when you can jump on with me and ask me anything about what's going on for you, about where you're stuck, about things that you need to figure out how to do, whether it's revising your screenplay, whether it's trying to sell it, whether it's dealing with an option agreement, agents, managers, all the things. You also get access, I record one free live class in that group every month. So there's a live class in there every month. The first month we did revising your screenplay. So now you can get access to the classes that have already been done as well. So we did a two-part one on revising your screenplay. Last month we did a, a class on what it means to go professional, what it means to become a professional writer and what that shift entails. And this month we're going to be talking about rejection and handling that. So there's that. In addition to these, all these amazing things in the group, you also obviously are in the Facebook group and can chat with each other. And the community is amazing. The most beautiful, supportive screenwriter community I've ever come across. With the people in the group, there's two peer-to-peer support Zoom calls each month. These have proven to be incredibly popular. So this is when screenwriters just get together Not with me, but with Rochelle, who is my assistant and helper, and she's phenomenal. She's a screenwriter herself, and she hosts the group. And the screenwriters get together and and talk and and get support and hold each other accountable, and they read each other's scripts and give each other feedback and all the things. So seriously, if you are a screenwriter and you would like some guidance, you would like support, join us. It's dianebell.com slash screenwriterpro. I would love for you to join. You can cancel any time. It's $99 a month. But if you want to leave, you just leave. It's no big deal. Uh, It's fantastic, though. And I just think if you are in that situation where you have written a screenplay, but you haven't yet made the transition to becoming professional, you will love this. It will keep you on the track and it will be a total game changer. So check it out. DianeBell.com slash Screenwriter Pro. All right, you guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you're so well. I have loved being here today. I'm so happy to be back doing the podcast and I will speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.